Koopa Gundam style, everybody, and welcome back once again to Wow Cool Robot, the Gundam show with the soup. I'm Max, I use he, him pronouns, and with me, as always, is Jake. I'm Jake, I also use the he, him pronouns. Hey, Jake. Fucking hey, Max. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta is a show that features war crimes and war criminals. <laughs> No, Double Zeta is that goofy show that everybody needs to skip because it's just goofy. Mobile Suit Double Gundam Zeta <laughs> it features a character whose personal mission it is to do as many fucking war crimes as he can in a four-hour window, and by God, does he succeed. <laughs> he's like, hey, what if I made the world actively worse? What? And he's like, it would yep. be cool. I'm going to look over. I'm going to read the Antarctic Accords that are inside the glove box of every mobile suit these days. And I'm going to look at them all and I'm going to say, hmm, today I will do the opposite of all of these things. I think that Double Zeta is a good show. And I think that anyone who says otherwise is a fucking buffoon. Agreed. That's where I'm at. And and, and we had a little bit of a, a backward situation in that I believe I watched these episodes yesterday. I had some free time. And I think you watched them pretty much right before we started recording. So I was I was simply smiling, sitting in my chair, just nodding. And you said, "I'm starting the episodes." And I said, "Uh huh." I just sent you a smiley face, and then you, and you, and, and and foolishly, Jake, you said that you were having a good time watching them. You know what? For a little bit, I was. I was. The, the, the then, first two really it really tricks you. It's like, hey, remember Zeta Gundam, the last show? And I said, yes, I do. And then said, ha ha. Remember, um, remember, remember Space Colony? Said, yes, I do. And then the show said. Well, well, look up in the sky, motherfucker. Have fun. <laughs> Guess what's happening? Oh, God, fucking chicken little sky is falling. Hate to see it. Um, <laughs> I'm. Let's just get into this episodes. I'm ready to start talking about them. Hell yeah. I. Oh, I forgot to fucking write up episode summaries. Give me one second while I pull up the Gundam wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episode thirty three. An afternoon in Dublin. The Argama rendezvous with the Gundam team and sets course for Dublin. Bright heads off on his own for an interview with a Federation High official at the Beach Estate, but is followed by Judo. When Judo becomes violently angry with the official's lackadaisical response to the situation, he and Bright end up confined in the basement. They're saved from their predicament by... <gasps> Fayuri! Hashtag justice for Fa. I was not expecting to fucking see Fa in here. Yeah... <laughs> The, the, the episodes really did say, like, hey, remember Zeta Gundam? Because it brings back a fucking lot of shit. Some things that I didn't really expect to see. Um, like, it's cool. I really appreciate how Double Zeta's, like, really a direct sequel to Zeta. Like, you know, Zeta's obviously a sequel to uh, 0079, but, like, Double Zeta literally starts, you know, right when Zeta ends. So it's just cool that it's just, like, this perfect continuation of it. And it even does so to the point where, like, you know, it, it brings stuff back in a decently organic fashion, you know? Yeah, and, and like, kind of like I said, I think, in our first episode, it really didn't feel like this is the next Gundam series. It just felt like this is the next Gundam episode. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That That's, like a, I, I think, a very good way to put it. Where it's just like, yeah, you know, it's more of the show that you love. And it's cool. I And, and, I, and I, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to, like, continuing Double Zeta and seeing where it ends up. Um, Me too. See, so yeah, this one's starting out. The Argama is flying over just, like grasslands and forests and rivers and stuff and it, i was really confused when this started because i feel like a lot of stuff is going on that doesn't really get um fully explained till later because bright's talking to torres and he's saying you know we're gonna change course soon and asna sort of comes in and says the mark ii's repairs are completed 
And, like, they all sort of mention, like, they don't even say what it is. They're, they're speaking in, like, the vaguest possible terms here. They're like, they're like, and and the you know what. And I, I was really confused, right? Because I feel like, I, I, I guess I know, that, I think they're talking about, like, getting pulled to a doctor or something and figuring out what the fuck her deal is. But it's just very weird that, like, they're speaking so mysteriously about it. Because I feel like it almost happens to the detriment of the audience here. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I had no idea what was going on until, like, I think they say they mentioned Pole right before um, her mm-hmm. and Elle walk in the room. Yeah. And so then it kind of pieced together, but they. It, it's weirdly written, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, Elle, Ella and Pole run in because they had this big old pile of laundry. And Elle's like, well, we can only really get laundry done during quiet times like these. Uh, it's like an inventory check. Basically, she's like, all right, we're fucking throwing away everything that we don't need. Go through the entire laundry pile and tell me what you want to keep, which is just like, damn, it feels like I'm in fucking high school again. My mom's like, Tell me to just throw my shit out. <laughs> like, but, but I need all of it. I need my shitty hundred of holes in it. Um, <laughs> we, we look out the window of the bridge of the Argama and we see a forest. And Bride's like, this is a man-made forest. And he, he sort of has this little talk to them. And I think the orphans are here at this point. And he's saying how this is a forest that was replanted by humans after the war. And, you know, if they hadn't replanted it, this entire thing would have been, like, as desert as the Sahara was. Which is, like interesting i appreciate that angle from gundam yet again that like people are still trying to make the earth a level place we don't need to fucking go to mars elon <laughs> yeah and i i just really appreciated it for the world building and like the uh little bit of history that they really didn't need to throw in there but they still felt like doing it anyway yeah i i i, I really appreciate it it's good it could have easily just been like oh yep we're flying over the forest Whatever. right yeah but, but they actually turned it into a little bit you know just like a little bit of lore. It's like, ooh, yummy thank you yeah. And then, and then, like, the last scene of this is this cute little thing where, um, you know, Elle holds up this, like, pair of ripped underwear and Bright gets really embarrassed about it. And Elle's like, well, I wasn't saying it was yours, dad. And just like, oh, I love this. I love this continued Bright is their dad angle. They're always bringing it up and he <laughs> fucking hates it. He's like, he's like, what did you say? <laughs> I'm not your dad. Um, and then we cut to, to Haman, who is uh, talking to... Um, we still don't know this fucker's name. Yeah, I just wrote gray hair swoopy boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. About how they uh, they don't have any pilots who could sync with the Psychomio. Um And so they're going to send some cargo to Glimmy. They're talking like in the most fucking casual way. They just mention, oh yeah, by the way, we still have the fucking Psycho Mark II and we fix it up completely. And I'm like, uh, fucking uh-oh, sisters. And, and as yeah. soon as as soon as she mentioned that, I know I'm like, okay, so fucking Pole Two is gonna be the one piloting the Psycho Mark Two, and yep, that's exactly and, where my like, mind went to. It's very easy to tell that, but like, I and I they've mentioned they've mentioned the Psycho Mark Two earlier in the show, right? This isn't the first time they mentioned it. Or, yeah, very briefly. Okay, yeah, because like I I think that I I feel like I remember us talking about this, where it's like, okay, yes, they made a point of the show to show that the Psycho Mark II wasn't, like, blown the fuck up. It's just kind of, like, you know, messed up, but still intact. So it makes sense that Zeon would have recovered it. But it's, like, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, by the way, it's combat ready now. And we have, a you know, the full-size commu and everything. So it's just, like, this nice name of something to f- be afraid of in the future. Um, and then we get introduced to our delightful villain of this week, Jake. Uh, yes, they brought in Lex Luthor from DC Comics. <laughs> They brought in Mr. Luther. I know I know you have a very busy schedule being the mayor of Metropolis, but please, sir, if you could spend a little bit of time just shooting at some teenagers in a robot, I would really appreciate it, sir. And um, 
His actual name is Arius Moma. Arius Museum of Modern Art. Hey. I <laughs> only wrote Lex in my in my notes. I just fucking like half the time I forgot his name. I just wrote bald guy. It's just, it's just it's just Seth Everman is here to kill some teams to fight them in the cool robots, but yeah, he's our villain, Arius Moma. He's on his way to Glemmy, and then he, so he's in like a he's in this shuttle. We see a shuttle launch like as Hamon's talking to her lieutenant. So basically, from what I understand, that shuttle there's a there's several shuttles, and I think one has a psycho on it, or maybe Glemmy already has a psycho. Again, I for some reason either I just wasn't paying attention when I was watching this first episode, or like I just really it's written in a very strange roundabout way, but like Arius Moma is piloting a shuttle. I, I think, no, you know what it is? I think Glenny might already have the psycho, but Arius has the Bowoos in that shuttle that he's going to fly over to Glemmy because the next scene we kind of get is Arius flying to Glemmy and he sees the Argama and he says, ah, let's take a detour and cause some trouble on purpose. Um, yeah. Does that, does that, does that make sense to you? That, I feel that sounds okay. about right. Yeah, I, I, again, I, there's I, there's something I think with this the beginning of this episode that makes it a little bit hard to follow, but I think we kind of got there. Um, by the way, uh, new paint job for these Bowoos. It's no longer like the sort of like Glemmy only prototype. These are, I guess, mass production Bowoos or some sort of production Bowoos, but they are green and gold now, and I quite like this look. Me too. It looks very very much uh, like much more soldiery and kind of uniform. It kind of works with like the the stock Xeon uniform, it mm-hmm. uh, is very cool. It's it it, it you know it, it very much is is um, reminiscent of that sort of drab military green that not only the Zaku's use but like is a standard military color around the world in real life. But you yeah. do have you know you do have a bit. I mean, obviously the whole thing is it's a Bao, right? We've seen the design before. It's very much a double Zeta Neo Xeon class design. You have this, this similar gold trim, especially on the verniers in the chest and the or the vents in the chest and the verniers on the arms. Uh, you see it in the skirt binders. You see it, you know, a lot of gold, like sort of like on the chin and the big old crest behind his head. But it's just this really, really slick looking dark green, black and gold that like really, really works for it. And, you know, on paper, you see green, black, gold was a weird color combination. Uh, this thing fucking totally works. I I really love the Bao Wu. I kind of think I like it better now than uh, the original coloration. You know, honestly, looking at it, I think I think I might be with you. There's something th- I, I you know what I think it is. I What's think the, the the design of the original Bauu, or, or just like the, the base shape of the Bauu, is so sort of pointy and ostentatious that I think it doesn't need that like red and gold trim all over with like that big fucking kanji symbol on the left skirt. I think it still looks very good with a more muted, more, you know, less crazy color scheme that I think works in tandem with the weird-ass shape of it. I, I think I'm with you. I think I like the standard colors of the Bao Wu more. I just about said me too. Aha! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Um, so yeah, so he, he goes to attack the, the Argama. And we see, we cut over, we see a quick little conversation um, where Asnosh is talking to Bright and he's telling Bright, hey, like we should probably start using pull in battle if we want to start winning fights. Like, she's just, you know, she got the fucking brain juice. Let's put her in a robot. And I was like, Astonage, you're not losing fights, really, buddy. I mean, this is the protagonist ship. You're, you're doing all right. 
I, I think, I mean, to, yeah, to Asinaj's credit, though, he's the one who has to clean up the messes. <laughs> like, when the <laughs> kids fair. when the kids go off on a wild tear and, and blow off all the arms and legs of every single mobile suit they have on the Arkama, I'm sure Asinaj is like, can we do, Bright, can we please use a fucking funnel one time? Come on, dude. Because remember, the Cubelay is on the Argama. They have the Cubelay. Like, they didn't leave it in the ocean. So clearly, That's true. That's true. like, you know, it's still there. And, and... You know, not to play the hand too early, I did catch a little glimpse of the episode preview for the last episode, or the one that we're going to talk about next week, and I, we do see the, the dark purple Cubelay again, so, you know. Hell yeah. Ooh, I, I, I miss it. I oh, I want my Cubelay to show up. I, I, I've realized that's going to be my that's gonna be my double Zeta. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Gunpla update. Um, You have your double Zeta Master Grade, and, and my uh, uh, relevant series Gunpla will be the Cubelay, which will be arriving hopefully before... Double Zeta ends, which I'll be very excited to build because I'm, I'm I'm currently building my like I have my Zeta diorama on my desk at work where I have like all my main Zeta robots and the Cubelay fits with both Zeta and Double Zeta, but as of now I don't have anything else from Double Zeta. Maybe I'll just go fucking sick a mode and buy the RE100 Hama Hama or something like that. But until then, <laughs> Cubelay, oh yeah, let's see it. Is it the uh, is it the Master Grade Cubelay? Oh no, no, yeah, sorry, it's just the it's just the High Grade. God, the Master Grade Cubelay is fucking hard to come by. I tell you what. I found it at my uh, local hobby shop like a couple years ago, and uh, oh man, I'm so jealous! So cool. I remember seeing you post photos of that. I I really want to. There's a couple hobby shops nearby. There's like the problem is nearby is like 15, 20 minutes away, and it's like I'll drive there at some point, but I just don't really want to. Although this week is gonna be like seventy degrees, so maybe I'll maybe I'll go off to work one day or something. Hell yeah! Uh, uh, gun blow update over. What happens next, Jake? Um, so Judo asks why they've changed direction and they're not heading to Norway anymore. And he's like, don't you want to see your family? And Bright says, if we survive, I'll see them someday. This just, this just fucking immediately yeets Judo into space. He starts seeing the suit big time. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? And he's yeah. like, he has like, like flashbacks about Lena and then like, mm-hmm. just Poor all kid. of a sudden weirdly kind of snaps out of it. Like nothing happened at all. Yeah, and like, you know, Pull's trying to snap him out of it too, and then Pull, I think, kind of like vibes with Judo enough to know that he's still hung up on Lena and runs away crying. And I'm like, can you fucking not pull? Okay, that makes more sense. I, I had no idea why she ran off. Yeah, so so but yeah, basically like as Judo spaces out, because you know, Judo's like, Oh, if you survive you see your family, like my sister did not survive. Aha, very cool, Captain Bright. Um, and yeah, Paul's like, oh, he's still hung up about his fucking dead sister. And she runs off crying and he sort of like has to run off chasing her. And then, yeah. And, and this is when we get the mention where Bright says that he wants Paul to get checked out by a doctor in Dublin. I guess because he is probably correctly assuming that Paul's some fucked up cyber new type and they want to make sure she's good to go with the whole Rosamia and four bullshit. And he saw what happened to Camille, so... Maybe let's yeah. not mess with cyber new tapes for a while, huh? Who could possibly say? <laughs> um, and then this is when Arya sends his three Baus to attack the Argama. And uh, <clears throat> so Bright's, Bright gets notified about the enemy mobile suits. And uh, he, Judo chases Pole to the hangar. And uh, she can feel something. She's like, it's here. Uh-oh, sisters. And she, uh, she kind of says to Judo, like, I know you wish I had died instead of Lena. And he's like, what? No, that's not. That's what? No. I, uh, first of all, I did not say that. And she just doesn't fucking care one bit. She runs off anyway. Um, oh, another important note is that Bright does mention, I think, to Astonage and no one else, 
He sort of mentions that seeing get, getting Paul to see a doctor is more incidental. The main reason he wants to go to Dublin is to go to Beach Mansion to because he mentions that's where a bunch of Federation elites have holed up. So I feel like Bright's going to go give him a piece of his mind. Hell and, yeah. Yeah. Fucking doing one good action per week is all Bright's allowed to do, apparently. <laughs> um, and then Paul jumps into the core base mm-hmm. and uh, closes the hatch. With Eno still inside, like Eno was like, I think just doing maintenance on it or something, and she just yeah, he's jumps like under in the and closes seat. it. He's like, I don't want to die, and pulls like, I do. Sorry about it, homie. It's it's a little bit, it's a little bit silly because because you don't get the feeling that she's in real danger. Like the death the death flags aren't up right now, right? Right now, it yeah. definitely seems like pulls just throwing a tantrum. But you know, I didn't get the feeling of like, oh shit, Paul and Eno are gonna die in this scene. No, I the, the whole time I knew that they're gonna be fine. That's just fine. Yeah, and so so Paul heads out with Eno still in there. And she yells out, I'll defeat the enemy even if I'm all alone. And, uh, you know, Eno reminds her that she is, in fact, not alone and she should try to be a little careful. <laughs> I'm in here with you, Paul. It's fucking funny. Um, but, yeah, the whole time she's like, if I die, then Judo's going to care about me as much as, you know, he cares about Lena. And, like, Judo gets in another core and flies off and is, like, trying to stop her. And then, like, Judo eventually drives off one of the bows attacking her. And she realizes, like, oh, no, I can't die here. Judo cares about me. And Judo's like, yeah, you fucking, I've been saying this, Paul. I've been saying this. And, and You were uh, the one who said I didn't. Yeah, this is your words, Paul. And then Beach is also here. He's fighting another Bawu. And, like, he's about to get got by Arius when he's saved. And then Paul, like, new type, locks on, fires a fuckload of missiles at him. And at this point, Arius' uh, wise guy plan is like, all right, well, now we got this fucking empty shuttle flying around. Let's ram it into the Argama. Yeah, and he's like, let's stop wasting time with these small fries or else the Aragama's going to get away. Mm, let's get that big old fish. Uh, they fly into a cloud bank where, you know, low visibility, hard to fight and everything. All the cores are sort of separated from the Aragama. It's on its own. And then we get a really, really cool moment where Pull just like, Pull like kind of flies nearby one of the Bawus and and is able to just like straight up like new type tune into their radio or something. And like, here's exactly what their plan is. And she just kind of like, zaps it over to judo and judo's like ah i understand completely thank you paul yeah that was really cool um it, i i i quite like it you know i i like to see new type bullshit and i really like that it seems like paul and judo are really getting this cool link where they just like you know tell how to be like you know just tell each other quick things and they're just like good to go you know i really dig it and then uh <clears throat> there's one guy who he like he he has judo in his sights and he's like lining up to shoot him and uh Pull turns and like shoots out his eye camera, like his main camera, mm-hmm. and uh, so he gets stunned. And then that shuttle that they're going to ram into the Argama like flies in, up behind him, and, like smashes into him. It's it's really it's almost funny where he's like just kind of floating there, stunned, and the shuttle just like bomb, just like hits him right from behind. And then the shuttle just like also just gets completely shot down. So <laughs> Arya's and his cool plan lost one third of his units and his entire shuttle. Sorry about it. But then Beecha is up in the uh, up, up in like high clouds, and uh, mm-hmm. he sees the other shuttle fly overhead, and he's like, "What is that?" I guess that was a Psycho Mark II. I think that one. I think now that I'm remembering that, I think that one might have had the Psycho Mark II. Maybe the first shuttle that they were in, uh, that maybe they were like guiding uh, it, guiding it, or like uh, oh, what's the word, um, escorting it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 like an air tugboat. Yeah. That's exactly what that's what they call it in the Air Force, I'm sure. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I 
the, the point is, Glemmy's going to get the mark too, right? We'll see that yeah. soon. Um, so then we just like just straight up cut to Bright. He's like on the ground. He is walking up to this beach mansion place. He kind of gets held up by some other feds there. And, you know, they have the guns. I mean, Bright's like, can you tell I'm not suspicious by my military uniform? And they're just still, you know, staring him down. Like, state your name and rank. And, like, you know, he's just like, I'm not suspicious. Fucking walking up. I'm not going to shoot you. But it's it's a very it's very weird that, like, Bright's just, like, going to this place alone, you know? It's very strange. And, uh... We'll see you later that not as only is he going all alone, he is going completely unexpected. Yeah. We get a, a quick little cut over where the Argama and the Zeta are trying to, like, cover themselves by, you know, like, forest camo and stuff. Ruse and the Zeta, and she's, like, you know, dealing the most of the work. Because she kind of sees the kids driving away, all of them pretty much except for Rue, to go shopping. <laughs> and then Rue, as they drive away, Rue kind of does the thing where she, like, pokes her fingers through and she's like, it must be nice to be so simple-minded. <laughs> I was like, okay, Rue, you're coming back into my good graces. I, like I wish I wish I was a fucking dumbass, too. And I said, yeah, me too, Rue. I wish I was stupid. I wish I didn't have to worry about things. I wish I could just go shopping. Let's see. Uh, then we cut back over to Bright. No, wait. No, real quick. Haro's with the kids, right? The kids are taking pull to the doctors. And then Judo sort of hears that Bright is doing his thing. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Bright. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he hops out of the truck and uh, he's like, pull. Stay with them. Be a good kid for once, please. Please, God, Paul, don't do this bullshit. Paul, I don't want you to be the. Paul, do not be the main source of conflict in this episode. And then the figure on the fucking monkey's paw curls. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Bright. We cut back to Bright at the mansion, and uh, like, oh, he's interrupting our lunch. And they're like, oh, but it's Bright, Bright Noah from the Argama. Like, oh shit, okay, well, yeah, then, then bring him in. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we love that. We we love that guy. Bright. We love Bright. We love Bright. Everyone loves Bright. Um, but yeah, he, he sort of we see these like Federation fat cats enjoying their big meal. We get this like weird little bit of conversation where one of the guys said to the main admiral is like, ah, oh, like who would ever eat uh who, who would ever eat synthetic meat? And the, the the admiral guy says, "Well, it's supposed to be you know, be better for you." And he says, "Well, I'm a smoker too." And it's just like, "Oh, I fucking hate your guts immediately." <laughs> yup, that I think that was what they meant to do, and they accomplished it very soundly. They are laying it on so fucking thick in these episodes. Oh my god, it 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 is like it, it, it's that um that that Tim Heidecker screenshot. I know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. <laughs> And then, and then um, so Bright Bright's talking to them, and they're like, "Well, yeah, you're inconvenient. You're inconvenient to us because you oppose our peace policies." And he's like, "Are you trying to tell me that just giving side three to Haman is a peace policy? Just giving yeah. up is a peace policy?" Uh, just kidding. I was wrong. It was Gareth Marenghi. Wasn't Tim Heidecker? <laughs> oh. Gareth Marenghi's dark place. Before anyone gets fucking mad at me. Um. But yeah, the the whole thing is Bright is like chewing these guys the fuck out because their plan for peace is to give Haman an entire side and hope that she leaves them alone afterwards. And I was like, have any of you ever like studied a war like just in history class even? Like, do you really yeah. think the fuck you think's going to happen? Have you read Give a Mouse a Cookie? Yeah, <laughs> if you give a Haman a space colony. <laughs> And and he says, and fucking side three, that's where Zeon's from. That's only going to fuel the fires. 
And then the fat cat is like, I, I, it's funny, all my notes just say the fat cat. I don't say the admiral, the federation guide. It's like, he's a fat cat. You know, we know what that is. And he <laughs> sort of tells Bright, go along with it. You know, hey, the Argama and the Aeugen Krupp will all get a, a, a nice check from this. Like, we'll, we'll decommission your ship and you'll be able to relax and just hang out with a bunch of money after the war. And then f- fucking at this point, Bright, or Judo jumps in because he's like hanging from the balcony. And he's like, hey, my sister died in the war. Fuck you. And he just like jumps on the table and like grabs the admiral by the neck and just like decks him in the face in like one of the most satisfying Gundam punches I've ever seen. Hell yeah. And he's like kicking their food all over the place. Like, no, nah, you, you guys aren't eating anymore. Fuck you. Because you people are doing nothing. The world is going to hell. Like Judo is on a fucking the war path right now. I love it. This kid fucking rules. But uh, then because it's the military, a bunch of guys with guns show up and they're like, okay, knock your shit off, kid. Yeah, they all they they do quite get held up by the fucking like ten military guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hey Jake, what the fuck we see next? So next we're just uh, we're at a uh, it looks like a hospital and mm-hmm. uh, we see someone taking care of one of the patients, uh, someone with with black hair, and then she turns and is that I think it's that's Fa Yuri. Hashtag justice for Fa. I'm so glad that if it came, fucking, it fucking came to fruition. Look, I'm just gonna say it right now. I was so worried, Jake. I was so worried that they were gonna reintroduce Fa into the fold and double Zeta in this part, and something bad was gonna happen, and she was gonna end up dying. You know what, Jake? Justice for Fa. We did it. Fa's Hell okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this right now, listener. You don't need to be afraid. Fa makes it out. Fa's okay. I'm. It brings me immense, immense pleasure. I wish all Fa Yuri a very pleasant live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy. Justice for Fa, we did it. We've come full circle. Um, she walks by. She has like you know one of those carts, and she kind of walks by Ina, who's in like the lobby or reception or whatever. He's like kind of asleep, and he wakes up and he like sees her, and he's like, "Huh? Ah, it's probably the wind." In like the Skyrim <laughs> bandit voice. And then uh, Pole gets let out of the the doctor's office that she's in, and uh, she she runs past back to the lobby. And Fa's like, this kid, this kid smells funky. This kid smells like, like the Argama? What does the, what does, I mean, okay, I, I, I understand that, like, it would make sense that the Argama would have a sort of smell that, you know, because she'd been there for so long. But, like, also, the fuck does the Argama smell like? <laughs> I really don't want to know. Like, <clears throat> probably what not What could it pleasant. be? What's, like, I don't, what's the funniest answer? Is it weed? Do the kids all just smell like weed? Is, like, just, like. Did Char smoke so much fucking weed on the Argama that it just, like, so fully seeped into everything? <laughs> I don't know. It smells like soup, perhaps? It smells like a nice uh, potato onion soup, maybe? I don't Ooh. know. The, the point is, the kid's got some stank on him. <laughs> some noticeable stank. <laughs> yeah, stink lines everywhere. That's, a new type is merely being accustomed to the smell of yourself. <laughs> and honestly, like, the one character to smell strongly of the Argama... I don't think so, because she's addicted to baths. That's that's the thing. <laughs> she's the one who's been on the Argama for the least amount of time, and she takes baths every single day. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Why would it be pull? I mean, I guess, you know, the Argama clearly has a, a big old stink that no matter how, it's like a skunk. You can take so many baths, you just can't get rid of it. Maybe it's in the water, even. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's like that fucking... It's like that, you know, how they have to cycle everything through space. Like, all the water gets recycled. Like, it gets deoxygenated. And, like, 
uh, hy- hydroxinated. There's a process for turning water into air and vice versa, I believe, and that they actually use in space. Uh, could be wrong, but I'm probably not. I've never been wrong in my life. Maybe that's what it is. So I'm sure <laughs> there's an actual legitimate reason, because like I know space itself has this like weird metallic smell, if I've heard correctly. Um, long story short, kid's stanky, but she runs out. She's discharged. And then we see all the kids outside, and they're like, you know, loading up the truck. They've all gone shopping. And Judo's still gone. Like, Paul's kind of asking after him. They're like, oh, yeah, he went after Bright. You know, whatever. And they're just like, yeah, maybe he went back to the Argonaut. Who cares? It's fine. It's probably fine. Meanwhile, like, fucking... I wonder. <laughs> hmm. I'm currently thinking about it. And we cut over to the Sandra. And Glemmy's there. We love Glemmy. Stan Glemmy. He sends Arius out yet again in some base jabbers to hit up Dublin and uh, do a bit of a war crime. Uh-oh. Yeah, he wants them to go track down the Argama. They know that the Argama is in or around Dublin, but that they didn't dock at the port. They know that somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess it would make sense, because you would certainly be able to see the Argama. It's bright white. It's very yeah, that's easy true. to spot. It doesn't have any camo colors or anything. And then uh, then next we see Judo and Bright are just kind of, uh, uh-oh, locked up in the basement. They simply are in jail. <laughs> Not good. And... Not good that they're in jail at this current juncture because Arius and his friends are now bombing Dublin and the team have to hurry back to the Argama and like, you know, bombs are going off everywhere. The entire countryside is being fucked up and the the Federation people are running out of the mansion. And then we get one perfect shot. We get this just wonderful, beautiful scene of one, the, the the main admiral guy looks up and he sees a missile fall from the sky, head straight through the mansion, and hit him directly. And, like, the entire, like, high-up Federal people are just completely fucking annihilated. You love to see it. And uh, the house is, like, now on fire and uh, filling the basement with smoke. Mm-hmm. It's probably not good for them, I don't think. Um, but, thankfully, a medical team quickly arrives, and among their numbers is Fa. Yay! But, well, you know, Fa's not gonna be able to... Fa's not gonna be able to hear them. They're in the basement or anything. And then, of course, you know, Judo, we see, like, a shot of Judo, like, ramming, like, slant, you know, shoulder bashing his way into the door of the basement. And, like, the guard is just dead outside. Like, he's he ain't getting let out. But then Fa kind of hears a little bit of something, something. And she's like, I I recognize that voice. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize that stank. <laughs> yeah, a quick shot of here of Rue and Bisha heading out to fight the Baowus because, you know, they're not going to do nothing while the entire city gets fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bright and Judo are now they're uh, having kind of a hard time with the smoke. Bright is on the ground trying to keep as low as possible so he d- doesn't breathe it in. And uh, Judo kind of looks like he's about to lose consciousness a little bit. They bo- they both are like about to die pretty much. And uh, then they hear Fa yelling in through an egress window. Mm. She's like, is is there somebody down there? Is that what it's called, an egress window? I think so. That's what our, uh, our our realtor called it when we were moving in, I think. Damn. Fucking fact of the day. Pretty cool. Love Let's that. See. Egress window. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. All right. Well, don't say you never learn nothing when we'll listen to this podcast, folks. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we cool. can be the Smart Gundam podcast. Every once in a while. Only because we're ahead of, of, of Mobile Suit Breakdown right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, fucking Fa hears them and... Foss planned to ram her jeep into that window enough times for it to break down. But fucking fought to the rescue just for Foss. She does it. She rescues them. And, uh, yeah, so she she busts down the wall. and Fah, busting uh, through. Thankfully has a rope in her jeep, and so she throws it down, and they uh, climb out of the Arkema. Yeah. 
And she's like sort of drives off with him and and Bright's like, why are you here? And Fa's like, why are you here? And this smart ass. Oh my God. I love his line here. <laughs> he said I came to shed tears after be sm- being smothered in smoke. <laughs> it's just like Bright himself admitting, yeah, this is a stupid fucking idea I had. But I own up to it, I guess. And uh, that is kind of where the episode leaves off, was just with her driving them off towards the Arkema. That's episode. So how about we just cut over? Uh, let me just get this ready. Let me just cut over. Jake, I'll bet you just like lead us through to the next one real quick. All righty. Oh, I didn't realize how much of a spoiler the title is here. Okay, episode 34. Yeah, Camille's voice. I know that guy. Launching in the Double Zeta, Pol manages to drive off the enemy from the Argama, but now the Federal forces are demanding what th- that they disarm. When they hear from Fa that Camille has disappeared, the Argama's crew divide to help her search for him. While this is happening, Pol sorties alone in the Mark II and finds herself in a tight spot. But then she hears someone's voice. This dot, episode... Dot, 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 dot. This episode made me fucking lose my marbles, Jake. Oh my god. Oh my god, it was so good. It was, it is like one of the most hype, like, and look, Gundam shouldn't necessarily be a hype show, but this was a hype episode. I tell you what. Hell yes. I was, was. I was hooting and hollering and clapping like a train seal when shit started happening. How does this (laughs) one start out, Jake? So this one starts out um, exactly where the last one left off. We were still in the middle of the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And Fa um, is starting to worry about, about Camille. And so she's like, hey, can I just drop you off right here? And I'm going to go check on him. <laughs> and you, and uh, Bright's like, oh, yeah, it's just right around the other side of the hill. No worries. Yeah, sure. We're fine. But it's just like, I Camille's here also. Which part of me is like, okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, like, Fa's going to make sure she takes Camille with her all the time. But, like, Camille's here? That's hell a crazy yeah. coincidence. Um, But then we cut over. We see the Argama. Everyone's trying to mobilize. Eno is like, hey, I'm going to get in the Hyakushiki this time. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Eno. And then L wants to head out in the double Zeta, but Pole is already in the double Zeta. So then L's like, all right, I'm getting the Hyakushiki. Eno, get in that fucking bike. And I was like, aw, I guess I won't see Eno in the Hyakushiki yet. Very sad. <laughs> um, Judo and Bright see, L, or see Pole drive or fly past in the double Zeta, and they're like, who's to the fuck? Mm-hmm, that ain't Judo. Judo's like, that's my ship. That's, 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 my, that's my Gundam. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. And we cut over. We see Beecha getting just totally fucked up by Arius and Donna, who are both in the Bowus. Beecha's in this Mark II. And eventually, Pole shows up in the Double Zeta and, like, shoots down Donna. And Donna has to get on to uh, Arius's jabber. And they fly off. And they, like, you know, retreat. They go to re- link back up with Asandra. And then Beecha is, like, Rue goes, like, Beecha, you fucking okay? And Beecha's like, yeah, huh. Guess I'll stay by Judo again. And then Pole's like, hello. And then Beecha's like, nani? <laughs> and uh fa gets back to the hospital and she goes to check on camille and goes to his room um but hmm, that that bed is sure empty boy ain't here but the bed's also warm so he was here recently hmm um let's see let's see oh this next scene is fucking crazy too we were back on the bridge of the argama judo is mad that nobody stopped pull from going out on her own and Bright is like, yeah, she might become an enemy, but she sure can fucking pilot. You got to admit, got to hand it to her. <laughs> He's like, Astonage was right. She is an asset in battle. And I was like, she's 10. She is a 10-year-old girl, Bright. And hey, fucking speak of the devil, 10-year-old girl's here wearing a dress. Maybe that she shouldn't be wearing. Uh-oh. And, you know, it was like, hey, uh, guys, what the fuck? That is a dress that Judo bought for Lena. And 
in judo's just like in the background just kind of like stone-faced like what the fuck? oh no i was so worried but then it's fine he's like oh, that's fine and just turns around like oh, he's I'm like it's, look at it's, it, but it's fine he, he says it's best if pole wears it which i'm 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 a bit confused um a bit confused but like i i, I think my my take on it is judo is like I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's fully accepted Pole to be his new sister, but I feel like he's saying it's best if Pole wears it more for Pole's sake to, like, you know, make her feel more welcome, I guess, and more comfortable. Yeah, and, and kind of part of it I thought was, like, I could also see that line ending, like, it's better she wears it than it doesn't get used at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I think I, I he recognizes s- that, like, you know, he he can let Pole do this. It's not going to, like, you know, tarnish the memory of Lena or what have you. yeah. I don't know. It's good. I I I, I quite appreciated this scene just because it was like it's good. And then like ten jeeps pull up and a bunch of feds. Fe- you are uh, under arrest. <laughs> the uh, they pull up and someone grabs the uh, the speaker in their truck and they're like, <clears throat> "This is the mayor of Dublin." Yeah, the fucking mayor is here. It's so funny. He's like, uh, the Argama has been confiscated. Hand over your weapons now. And Brian is like, "Let's fucking ignore them. Let's keep on repairing the ship." <laughs> <laughs> that shit cracked me up so much. At least Bright just... knows when to be like when to disrespect authority. Yeah, he's like, just ignore them. Not, not, don't tell them hell no. Don't tell them go away. Just fucking ignore them. Remember, kids, don't talk to the cops. And then we see <laughs> Fa driving back too, and you know they won't let Fa on. And they're trying to grab her. And Judo like this fucking rules because Judo is here with a gun. Like he has a straight up submachine gun. And he's like, let her go. And he asks the mayor, he's like, why are you after the Argama? Neo Zeon attacked first. And the mayor's like, well, this this land has an independent spirit, which you foreigners would never understand. And then Ellen Eno show up and starts shooting at them, too. <laughs> and so they let go of Fa. And uh, then Judah starts, like, shooting at their feet. And he's like, get out of here. Get fuck out of here. It rules. I love it. Cracked me up. And uh, for some reason, Eno and El, even though they both grabbed guns, were like, hey, Shinta and Kum, come on with us. And uh, we get a reunion between Shinta and Kum and Fa. It's, so and it's really cute. sweet. And, and, and Haro's there too. And I'm, it looked like Haro's crying. I, I think it was like I don't know if it was like a like you know quality and it's kind of hard to tell. But I look kind of looked like Haro was there and was crying. And I was like, oh, I just very very cute. I like that shit. That's good. I liked it. It was really nice. Yeah. And and, and she sort of talks to Bright on the bridge and she tells him that Camille's disappeared. And and you know she's like, can we go out and find him? And like Judo sort of notes that she looks thinner. So I guess I guess that purpose of that is to be like, okay, we should probably like, you know, she's clearly worrying a lot about Camille and is like doing so much she can to take care of him. We gotta help him out. Like it's Camille, we know. And then Judo's like, can we can we do a coach? Can we go chase him down? And even Pole is like, yeah, I can. I got. I'm new type. I can find new yeah. type. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's 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 a new type. I I I have the brain thing. I can. <laughs> I'm one of those. And even Astonage is like, please, let's find Camille. It's just like I really like that Astonage because you know. Asinaj is like really close with Camille back in Zeta, so it's just I appreciate that he was also like, let's let's come on, we gotta find Camille. Come on. <laughs> and uh so everybody launches out in their different mobile suits because they're gonna go fly around and look for him. Mm-hmm. And then Pol- Pole's in bed though. Yeah, that's really weird because she was just like, Yeah, I can find him with my new type stuff. And so you'd think that like she'd hop in the they let her hop in the core fighter with judo. I but, know, uh, right? She got left behind. I, I guess because so calling back to the doctor thing, there was a little throwaway line of how like they maybe thought that the doctor was just like saying that she was good and letting her go because he didn't want to deal with a cyber new type or just like knew that Bright was sending her there and didn't want to fuck with Bright at all. So maybe some of it is Bright being like, 
yeah, we don't necessarily know if you're good or not. So it's like, stay back here. But it is very, very weird to cut from Pull saying, yeah, I can find Camille to Pull being, you know, confined to her room while everyone else finds Camille but her. Yeah, and, they, and like, even if they didn't let her go, they should have still had her, like, on the bridge, like, trying to feel out with her with her abilities or something. Mm-hmm. They're like, nope, just go to your room. Just go to your room, young woman. Like, not great. Yeah, like, not not like, yeah, just stay up here and communicate via radio with them or something. But she's just, they're just like, nope, get out of here. Stay there. And, and, and yeah, and Anna. Anna is her name, right? Is it Anna so. or Amanda? I always forget. I think it's Anna. It's she, Anna, she yeah. Men- yeah, she mentions that, you know, Bright's just too worried about you for you to go out. And she kind of just, like, gets a moment where she's just, like, fully zonked out. She's staring straight ahead. She's in space. And she's like, Glammy! And just fucking books it into the Mark II. And uh, Astonage is like, hey, wait, it's still missing an arm. But she don't care. She's going out with a one-arm mobile zoo. Fucking go, you pull. And she's like, I'm she's like, pull, launching the smash the Sandra. And Bright is on the on the bridge and he's like, who let her do this again? <laughs> I don't know, maybe literally everyone else is sent out fighting to find Camille and you just left her alone with Anna, who is like I I, I don't know, I like Anna. I like that she's like clearly just like tries to make sure the ship runs normally. Yeah. I appreciate that she's like one of the only adults in the room. But, you know, you can't stop a cyber new type, especially not a fucking precocious 10-year-old child cyber new type. <laughs> um, let's see. What? We, oh, we fucking see it next, don't we? Yeah, so we cut over to the uh, the Sandra. It's flying across the water. And uh, Lex is saying that he believes that they lost because they were uh, fighting new types. And he's like, we should use the Psycho Gundam now. Maybe we shouldn't. Just a thought. Maybe we shouldn't use the Psycho Gundam ever. And uh, Glimmy is like... You, you can't, because you can't handle the psychom you. You want like, your fucking brain to melt, my good guy? Uh-uh. He's, like, we'll never, he's like, we'll never know if I can't unless we try. And they're like, no, we're telling you, you can't do it, buddy. Listen, Arius, you're Lex Luthor. You're not Brainiac. You're not Gorilla Grodd. You can't handle the psychom you, buddy. I'm telling you. Get one and of then, them smart DC heroes. <laughs> and then Glimmy's like, Besides, I already have a pilot picked out. And it's so obvious, but it's just like, oh, you're so you glemmy, you little scamp. The Joker <laughs> would the Joker would get inside the Cycle Mark II and say, ah, this is a normal mobile suit. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Glemmy is like he gets the news that a, mobile, a single mobile suit's approaching. And he tells Arius, he says this weird, I love how Glemmy always says this random cryptic shit. Because he tells Arius, you have to make the best of any situation you're in. That's how you find your way to the future. And Arius is like, fuck, what? And Glemmy just walks away. And, uh, yeah, so they're like, oh, it looks like she's going to ram the bridge. And uh, she kind of does. She she uh, is flying and she's thinking about how, like, oh, just one good hit to the bridge is all that, all that I'll need. One good hit and she do it a yoinky. And, yeah, she, like, fucking... She fires on it and like we'll, we'll see, we'll see. So yeah, she 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 rolls up. She crashes the Dodai into the bridge first, and then she's like hovering in the Mark II, and she's about to like ram it. But then, but then, then uh, Arius launches to go fight her, and she gets some sort of a, a new type flash and some weird voice saying, "Hey, behind you!" Behind you, she gets a fucking DM from a hidden Discord user. <laughs> And, and she ends up getting shot down and as she's falling. But then mysterious Discord user tells her to steal a base jabber. And she's like, of course, Judo. I don't think it's Judo she's talking to right now. I don't think so. Oh. And she ends up hijacking a jabber. And then it tells her to get close to the Sandra and kind of use it as a shield. 
And, like, they can't uh, fire at her without risking hitting the ship. And, like, you know, she's she's fighting Donna, and Donna's shooting at her. And she ends up, like, getting kind of knocked back, and she's right next to the Psychomark, too. And at this point, I'm like, oh, sisters, pull, pull, please, pull, please, you know, pull, gotta get away from that thing. Listen to me, pull, please. Oh, God, pull, get away from that thing right now, please. <laughs> I was so afraid. And then we, we cut back to the uh, the Gundam team getting recalled uh, to the, back to the Argama. And, uh, but then that voice DMs Judo as well, and he's like, hey, head to the Sandra. The girl is in trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... It's the whole the whole thing is just like it's it's so obvious it's it's Camille DMing her. I'm just like fucking yes 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 yes. This is just it's it's Zeta again. It's Camille. I'm freaking out right. And you know at this point Bright yeah Bright Bright calls Judah back and Camille's like nope you got to go there. And then Camille ends up DMing Rue and everyone else and saying the girl in the Mark II is in danger. And everyone heard it. And then, and we do get a very cute uh, pull doing like a pseudo last shooting pose where she like raises, you know, she fires her beam rifle into the air, but she's like out of battery. And then, and then she loses energy and stumbles a little bit backwards. And then and the, the Mark II starts to turn on. And I'm like, no, fuck. Oh God. Oh no. Yeah. She bumps into the Mark II and its eyes start glowing and oh, it starts fuck, to move. Dude. And she feels some like connection to it. And she starts having like this glowing green aura. And, uh, and- the voice is like, yo, get the fuck away from that, or else Step you are going to be swallowed. Now. You will be swallowed by the machine's aura. Oh, God. And then, yeah, Arius flies in and cuts the Mark II's head off. The psych, or the Gundam Mark II's. And then, but, you know, Pull's able to fly away. She loses her main camera, but she's still good. And she just, like, crashes onto the beach. And she's beaten up, but she's totally safe. And Judo shows up here to fight in his core. And he, like, he's calling out to Pull. But then, then he gets DM'd by Camille, and Camille's like, she's fine. Concentrate on the enemy. And then, oh, and then the fucking, the other two parts show up here, and, like, Camille is guiding them as, you know, Arius and Donna and everyone else are shooting at them. And, like, he's like, turn left now. It's just, oh, it's so fucking sick, dude. And uh, they eventually dock, and uh, he uses the super mega butthole blaster to destroy one of the yeah, Bawus and hit the Sandra. that fucking forehead juicy. And, uh, ooh, man, it's a pretty bad hit, and the Sandra has to retreat. Mm-hmm. Too bad he didn't aim a little bit to the left so he could have destroyed the Mark II, but I'm sure that's going to fucking show up soon enough. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be wild if he just accidentally destroyed the Mark II? That'd, that'd be, be so funny if it just got blown up and it was totally fine. Oh, that would be great. Uh, um, so, yeah, yeah, the Sandra has to retreat. And then Beach ends up taking pull out of the Mark II. Judo runs up and grabs her hand and Faw's here now. And Faw's like, hey, fucking be careful. But she's yeah. alive still. Yeah, she, Faw's like, hey, don't shake the person who just crashed her ship and is unconscious. She probably broke all of her bones. But then she wakes up and she's like, I know where Camille is. And Faw's... And, and this is a really, really cool thing from Faw. Because Faw's like, you can tell us later. Like, right now, you got to be careful about yourself. So I like that Faw you know, recognizes that the more pressing situation is the little 10-year-old girl who's broken all of her bones in one go. <laughs> and uh, Pull's like, no, he was the mystery voice who was leading us all. And uh, she tells Judo to carry her, and she'll lead them to him. He's kind, isn't he? He was talking to me all throughout the battle. And then we just, we get taken over there, and we see Camille sitting on the cliffs. And he's just, like, sitting on a rock, looking out of the ocean. And he's like, and, and Judo says, Camille Bidon, the new type. And he just kind of, like, stands up, and he, like, stares at them, and, like, Fadas runs up and holds him. And we just get, like, this extended shot of Fadas, like, holding him by the ocean as the episode fades out. And I'm just like, it's Camille, it's my boy! 
And that, and this is when I, I messaged Max and I was like, man, I'm having such a good time with these episodes. These are such good episodes. So fun. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, so let me give you, let me give you my incredibly, uh, my incredibly detailed and, and, uh, thorough summary of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta episode 35. The sky is falling. War crime colony drop. Not very good. I'm a little bit worried, perhaps. I'm thinking that, um... Oh, I don't know about this one, Jake. (sighs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so fucking... The Argum is flying still. Mark II's on the wing. It's all fucked up. Fucking, hey, Hayato's here. My boy. Thick thick man's here. He messages them from the Outhumla. And he says, hey, can you go back to Dublin, please? (laughs) And they're like, why would we do that? He's like, a colony from side four is falling. Jesus Christ, Bright's like, a colony drop. It, It's just like, fuck, like, okay. So, I was already wary enough of the episode being titled, call, like, The Sky is Falling. Because, first of all, Camille is back, right? But all, beyond that, I remember Rosa Mia and her bullshit with Camille. And her whole thing was, the sky is falling. The Zeta destroyed my life or whatever the fuck. So having Camille return and then having the sky is falling being set all, like in the episode title and also the Psycho Mark II is in play once more, I'm very, very worried. And I'm glad to see that I was worried for the exact wrong reason, but I was right to be worried in the first place. <laughs> you know what? I did not make that connection with the title. I, uh, I'm i glad that you pointed that out. I mean, I, honestly, I think that that's just like... I, well, I don't know. I don't... I want to say it's a coincidence, but like... All right, train, please... Pat Monahan, your cool band, go away. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think it might be more of a coincidence. Cause I think it's more of a literal. The something is falling out of the sky onto the earth because I don't think that Rosa Mia has ever been a part of a colony drop. Because as yeah, far as um, I know, the only other time a colony was dropped was obviously the start of the One Year War. I think that uh, Zeon tried to drop another colony at some point and it was diverted. I think um, so. Yeah. I, I think there's only been like one or two other colony drops before this one. I could be wrong. I think just but the I one. Think it's I think you're right. More of a coincidence. I think it's just more of a cool, you know, a fucking cool epic thing to say. <laughs> no. Um, regardless, though, yeah, they have to head back, and we see Foss taking care of Camille in bed, and Pulls there too. They're on. They're in like the infirmary on the Argama, and like Camille starts freaking out, reaching up, and like Pulls also freaking out, and something's not good for these poor new types, huh? No. Um... And, uh, like, he, he almost seems like he's in pain. And he, like, he flails out his arms and knocks over a vase that's on the table next to him. And Ooh, Poor guy. <laughs> freaking out. Freaking um, out. Freaking out. Judo's in the room, and he's like, I think that this is happening to Camille because he can sense the colony. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, his familiar voice is cried out, and we're suddenly silent. Star Wars. You get it? <laughs> um, uh-huh. when, we, when we fucking, we cut over... Fucking Mont Saint Michel in France. This is absolutely Mont Saint Michel. There's no way to like say this is anything but that. We see a Xeon ship flying overhead. I think it's actually a Garuda that Xeon took over. It's like gray, and we see fucking Rakan Dakaron from like a long ass time ago. He's he like back? opens. He's back. He's on Earth. He opens a letter and he remembers Haman telling him the plan of yeah, we're gonna fucking drop a call and he's gonna be so, so fucking cool, dude. Everyone's gonna be so afraid of Xeon. It's gonna be sick. They'll never try to challenge us again. I mean, probably not. Clearly, the Federation's not gonna. 
she's like, I I read Ender's Game and I knew I know the lesson <laughs> of your enemy so bad they'll never fight you again. Oh god. Yeah, pretty much. Um so fucking uh let's see, let's see, let's see. We with our next scene here, Bright and Hayato are on the Argama now. Hayato's, I guess, flown over and landed on there. And they're talking about how Amaro is gone. Amaro's in space. Remember fucking Amaro? Fuck that guy. He's in <laughs> space, dicking around somewhere, so we can't fly over and help them. They're just gonna have to wait and do what they can before it falls. And we get this really oh god, this scene fucking hurted. Cause Bright ends up taking Hayato to Katz's room on the Argama and it's like looks like it's in like a decently messed up section of the ship that like people probably don't use anymore because it's like you know all sort of warped and, and and messed up. And he's like, yeah, we did renovations, but we ended up leaving Katz's room exactly how it was. And we see a, a a family photo of the Kobayashi's, and I was like, oh no, it's so sad. And then the way that he was kind of talking about it, I was like, shit, is this Hayato learning about Katz's death? Okay, so I. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Because I wanted to talk about this too, right? Because we know for certain that Kika, Letts, and Frau do not know Katz is dead. Maybe Kika and Letts felt him die because they're also new types. But I don't know if Hayato knew before now. Because he doesn't really react in like this horribly devastated way. But he really, it really does seem like he didn't know until just now. Which I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't tell Hayato that his son died? And then, and then, um, like, God, I, I just, I was sitting there and I, I, like you said, he didn't really react. So I was like, maybe he knew, but he never really had anybody to talk to about it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe he's like super in shock right now and isn't reacting at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he does mention that he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to tell the rest of the family, like after the war. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. This episode's so fucking sad. And um, <clears throat> Bright says something about Camille can tell you about Katz's death. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> if this is the right time, but okay. Yeah, let's get the fucking traumatized boy to tell you about how his son got killed by a fucking vampire. Or no, he was killed. Sarah killed him? No, he fucking, I think Jared killed him. Maybe Yazan killed him. I don't remember. Fuck. I just, I just remember. It wasn't like, even that long ago when I finished Zeta. I think, I think it was Yazan who killed him. Anyway, yeah, no, it was Yazan who killed him. Um, the point is, fucking cats died, right? We all know it. And Hayato wants to see Camille now, so he sort of goes in the like. Bright calls a sick bay. No one picks up because Camille and Fall are not in bed right now. And then we sort of cut right over to the hangar. Camille is in his like OG outfit from Zeta, like his nice little sweater with the collar and everything. And my boy wants to go to Glasgow. It seems like Judo and Fa want him to go, but he yeah. isn't really wanting to get into the core fighter. I, I don't know, because like, half of it seems like Camille wants to go, and half of it seems like Camille really doesn't want to go. But I, I, I think the main thing is, like, they want to make sure that Camille is somewhere safe, where he doesn't need to feel, you know, the fucking immense psychic pressure of an entire colony being dropped on a city. You yeah. Know, maybe maybe it's not good for the boy. <laughs> It's a bit damaging for the psyche. It's just, it's just a wee bit. Um, but er- everybody's kind of arguing about what is best for Camille, mm-hmm. and uh, he, as they are, he jumps out of the out of the core fighter and starts to run away. Mm-hmm. And like fucking uh, beach beach ass to tackle him. Yeah, and they're like, like they're like not too rough, and he's like, I know, I know. Oh, real quick, we did get a very fucked up line earlier. Uh, like right before uh, Camille runs away. 
Judo asked Hayato, he's like, hey, why is the Earth Federation not doing anything to stop the colony? Like, why is this an Ayugan Karaba job? And Hayato like, literally says, the Federation wants it to happen. Like, they know it's going to happen. They want the population to drop at any cost. And it's just, it is fucking dire, you know? God, yeah. And, yeah, he's just like, yeah, they know. And they're just choosing not to do anything. <sighs> they're just letting. So he's like, that's why we have to take care of it. God, it's, it's, it's fucking, oh my God. Ugh. awful horrible but let's see yeah so camille runs off and he gets tackled and then like we get another really like haunting scene almost right where hayato sort of walks over to camille and he's like it, it, it's it, it's drawn i almost said filmed <laughs> it's drawn in like a very uh startling way where hayato's like lit from underneath and like staring down at camille and like camille sort of like new type dms him like a picture of cats and hayato just kind of starts to understand it i guess and like you can kind of see like horror in in Camille's eyes. Like they they drew him looking terrified, and yeah, uh, it is like oof. And this is this is when I then messaged Max and I said, actually, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> and yeah, and that's and that's when you messaged me that you weren't having a good time before more bad things happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, good time has stopped. Mm-hmm. We are no longer have a good time. We are have a bad I, time. I was like, I am scared for the rest of this episode. Hey, you were fucking right to be scared. <laughs> uh, but Hayato sort of like kind of relents, and he's like, okay, you can take my plane to Glasgow. And they kind of take Camille and fall over the cockpit. And and then Camille, like they say, can you get in? And Camille's like, uh-huh. And they're like, what the fuck? Did you say something? And <laughs> he starts to say Judo's name. He just says Ju... And then... He like sort of DMs all of the 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 new Gundam team. He like just like blasts them with the soup. And they all see pull and they all see space and fucking what's this kid doing? And then uh, Judo is like the one that we kind of experience this through his eyes. And then mm-hmm. like he's locked eye contact with Camille and sees like the flashing of Fa's face over it. And then uh, and then like when he snaps out of it, Camille and Fa are already on the plane. Yeah, like Judo got a. Big old cup of soup. And, like, they're, 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 they're totally flying off. And, like, Hayato and Bright are, like, they know that, you know, some new type shit just happened. But they just, they, they can't get it because they're not new types themselves. But, you know, we, we, get, we see a little scene of Fa and Camille as they're flying to Glasgow. And Fa's like, I know that your feelings got through to them all. So, whatever Camille just did, the kids understand it. Which, I, you know, that's a nice little thing. I, I, I feel... I can only imagine that it's Camille's wishes of them to be safe and them to, like, make, you know, and end the fighting, what you can do, you know? I feel like that's kind of in line with Camille's character of being like, you know, this is what happens when you fight. Be careful. Yep. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's sad, right? It's like, I'm so <sighs> yeah. happy we get to see Camille, but at the same time, and I'm, and I'm glad he's doing better than he was before, but it's still just like, Camille got broken by the war, you know? It sucks. It hurts to see. Oh, man. And then, uh... And then it just kind of cuts to a quick shot of the colony falling to Earth. It's got a lot of, like, thrusters, like, strapped to the side and is, like, pushing it down towards the Earth. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a couple of battleships, like, guiding it. Yeah. Like a little space tugboats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and we see... So we, we also see the Garuda, the Zeon Garuda, flying over. And Rakan is in Azaku 3! Azaku 3! Oh, I it love almost this feels boy. it almost feels wrong. I want you to, to like describe me the Zaku three, but it almost feels wrong to do so while the quality is dropping. But I still want to hear about the beautiful Zaku three. All right, so take the Zaku, make it mainly like silver with some dark gray accents, 
mm-hmm. and uh and then on its head it's got like it's got you know the the zaku like gas mask looking thing mm-hmm. um and it's got the beautiful mono eye sliding back and forth yes and in the middle of its head it's got one big antenna and it's got two like spikes kind of protruding from the back of its head like a little like a little alien or something they almost look the way they kind of bulge out they almost look like they're like tridents or something they don't like they look like spears they don't really look like straight antennas because they have this like little like almost blade on them yeah it's a very interesting choice and then like on one shoulder the pauldron is like this big kind of shield like thing and the other shoulder pauldron has just these gigantic spikes on it yeah and uh it's bigger and chonkier than azaku too it uh it's got big thrusters all over it on the back Mm-hmm. And uh oh man, it's just it's just a big chunky Zaku too, and it's got a like a red cockpit right in the middle. A uh, very, like, very dark red, which looks really good on it. Yeah, just like as like the main accent right there. Mm-hmm. Like it, a cool thing to note is like first of all, it, its leg, like not I don't they're not really binders, but like it has huge fucking calves. Like like oh, the sort yeah. of thruster thruster bells on the legs are huge. It has the the shield on its right shoulder is fucking thick too, like way bigger than any other like shoulder mounted shield like we see on the Marasai and the Zaku two. Like it, it looks like a very interesting evolution of the Zaku two in that it takes a lot of what we saw on the Hizak and Zeta and brings it back onto the Zaku because you know the Hizak was probably designed by a lot of people who like were taken from Zeon and put into Anaheim. And I don't I I I didn't like it when I first saw it, but like it's I just. I appreciate that it's just like this big, chunky, ugly-looking motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, it looks brutal, you know? I really liked it. It's cool. And and I it, it, it's I, I feel like the juxtaposition of it being introduced by the colonies dropping is really testing the limits of me saying, well, cool robot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's like, well, cool robot, but at what cost? But yeah. Rakan's piloting it, and he's ready to do some crimes. And he has his uh, Drysons out, too, and they all get sent out. Because this fucking... Oh, my God. He is going to teach the decrepit Earth denizens the meaning of despair. Yeah. Oof. Yeesh. And um, so... He, uh, he, is ba- he basically wants to disrupt all the rescue efforts. He wants to maximize death. He, it... This motherfucker is a freak because the, the Argama is like tuning into this TV broadcast of everyone evacuating the city. And the TV anchor literally says rescue operations are starting late because the Federation is, is denying the colony is dropping. Like, holy fucking shit. They're just saying it out loud. Like, and, it's scary. And then they shoot down the news helicopter. Yeah, Rakan says, block all the exits. I want as many people to die in this as possible. Like, oh my god. It is fucking bad shit because so i've been you know as we watch double zeta jake i feel like we have all these characters all the people in neo zeon really who are they're evil they're on the bad guy team but they're like there's this degree of bumblingness to them like you know mashmer and 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 kara fucking yeah like they're evil but they're just fucking goofballs and glemmy is clearly evil but like even glemmy has some comedic moments about him and like you know, a lot of a lot of the Zia, like the the commanders underneath them, are like evil and like let's kill these fucking kids. And and even Haman, you know, is like has says some war crime shit. But like I feel like Rakan is 
at least in like what he says and how he acts is like the most despicable character we've seen so far because like literally every single thing he does is to maximize like the death and suffering of this like fucking horrendous things Zeon's doing right now it's shocking almost you know it's like like i know that double zeta started out lighthearted and gets back to like the gundam broodiness and and darkness but like this is a bit much you know fuck yeah like like sometimes in they haven't done so much in in this series but like in some of the other gundam series like you'll see zeon guys and like they're just dudes kind of like they're just Uh dudes who are on that side of the war um but they're not necessarily evil people Mm -hmm. this guy is an evil motherfucker and holy shit like he is he like there is no like well in his eyes this is like he was doing this for good for, yeah no, no this uh, he like he he knows this like he he has to know this is fucked up and he just doesn't he care. doesn't have he doesn't have the benefit that Jared and Yazan had of like oh yeah they're evil but they're also my funny little guys like Rakan yeah, is like too. I cannot I cannot sanction his buffoonery like there is nothing about Rakan that I think is good or cool I think he's just a horribly evil man the oh only, fuck the, the only thing cool about him is like his robot his robot and just the fact that he's sleeveless like that's always a good character yeah he's a, he's a he's a fucking cool goatee buff guy he yeah. looks very very cool he's a very good character design but uh too bad he's like the fucking most evil person on the show kind <laughs> yeah of. he he's Oof. a real piece of shit yeah god and yeah he's just like shooting and like we our next scene is judah talking to pull in a hospital bed they're talking about camille's sadness and like you know judah has to stop this so camille you know not only to save the day but also because camille was like you know camille showed him his sadness and his wounds and this this is very very cute thing of pole telling judo that she loves him and judo's like i need you to rest like be strong let your wounds heal and i i loved this scene i feel like this scene was judo like fully accepting pull as like his new sister in a way not to replace lena but i feel like this is judo being like okay like i'm accepting pull yeah. Because it's not it's certainly not a romantic I love you judo. It's 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 like a sibling thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I really I just really thought it was a really great scene, especially after, you know, Rakan's bullshit. Because it's I feel like it's really judo growing and being okay with pull and not that he shouldn't be okay with pull in the first place, but you know what I mean. It's like I, I just I just really quite like the after the last several episodes, you know, Judo's like finally like I guess forgiven pull and accepted her, and it's just like this very very nice little scene of this like just pure, nothing but tenderness between them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. I like I fucking like pull. Can't wait to see what this nasty new pull is all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> then we cut to the bridge, and they're kind of talking about their rescue plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna launch like containers down to the ground and basically load people up and uh um it kind of made me think of like the shipping containers that you see they're just gonna load them in that and like bring those back up to the argama yeah well i i think i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna load load them onto boats because they mentioned that like you know the the enemy has like taken all the roads and all the land so they're you know they do it by boats they can't fly over the water as well uh and then the entire gundam team sorties and like all the you know the karabi reinforcements are here on their dodais and 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 in their uh, gyms and everything, so it's like this is the fucking battle of Dublin, I guess. And and important to note, Hayato also says that he wants the Federation higher ups to also be saved too because they have evidence of their crimes. Yeah, they need to pay for their crime. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that'll begin. And uh, 
as they like start to sortie, uh, judo detects like movement to the south, and then uh, a beam shoots out and hits the airport building where everybody's Pew. gathering. Oh! And then there was a part to, that, like, to me, stuck out as kind of funny. Like it shouldn't have been, but it kind of was a little bit. Uh huh. Everybody's like screaming and panicking, and there's the sound of like a crowd moving. Um, but it's just placed over a still picture of a crowd. Like everybody's like screaming yeah, and like running right. around, and then it's just you just see some dudes standing there. And to, to it, me, that yeah, was just it, kind of funny. Like I know that they no, put their yeah. they they put their budget into animating the the cool fight scenes, and so they didn't really need to animate this. But it was just funny to me. Mm-hmm. Just kind of took took me out of it for a second. A little a little comedic relief. A little before bit the big, of brevity before the big heavy hitters. Yeah. Um. And then fucking we 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 we're now we're in Glasgow. Because Fa and Camilla are in their airport, and they're so I I didn't understand. Are they trying to fly back to Dublin or something? I I figured that maybe they just took their um their little plane that he gave them to Glasgow, and they were going to take a plane to get even further away. Because Fa mentions that like the the flights through Dublin are all blocked, so I don't know. I I guess because they have to fly that way. Like, they have to fly over Dublin or something? I genuinely don't know. I feel like it... I don't know if it was a weird translation or what. Again, I'm sure the kind of people in our Discord will let me know what the, you know, what the real answer is outside of a weird translation. But yeah, very confused by that. I didn't quite get it. Um, But as this is happening, Camille, like, gets up and runs over to the window because he feels the crime incoming. And Judo and Pole feel the crime incoming too. And then Rakan says, hey, uh, can you do this on water? And fucking blows up one of the refugee ships in like it looks like he could gotten nuked or something, right? Because this yeah, is like a huge explosion, bright fucking white explosion, and everyone like freezes and stops. And like, it, God, it, I'm so mad that Rakan is such a cool looking guy, and he has a cool robe because he's so fucking evil. <laughs> <sighs> you hate to see, you hate to see him, but you love yep. to see him. Ah! Yeah. Uh, so can you so so then we cut we cut back over to the airport and Foz still trying to get a ticket. Can you sort of walk me through this fucking inane bullshit that happens next? So she gets like shoved out of the way by the uh, the Federation oldman, and um, she kind of overhears them talking about like, well, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know, we can't be caught up in this. Uh, but hey, at least the price of food's going to go down after this for a little while. God. Just and fucking like pure evil. Yeah, they're just talking about like, oh yeah, like just kind of like, oh, this is just an inconvenience for us. Yeah, well, hey, it's good. Karab and Egg are going to be broken by this, so we'll be able to wipe them up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it is just fucking disgusting. They Gundam is laying it on, I think, a little too thick in these episodes. <laughs> um, and then Fa turns around after getting pushed out of the way by the old man, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she sees that Camille is gone again. My boy fucking booking it down the street. <laughs> and we cut to see him. Uh, he is outside. He is uh, running around and like he says that the sky is falling. Fucking chicken little. <laughs> uh, we cut to Rue and Bicha. Are, you know, they're, they're fighting some enemies and Judo blows up a Dryson. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Hayato comes flying in with a, a GM mm-hmm. and a glider and like... The gym gets blown up, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's dead! Hayato just died like that? What?" But no, he's 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 in the plane. It's okay. Yes, Hayato is alive currently. Um, yep. 
he he's, is, in, he's he's in the little dodai yeah <laughs> yeah he's in a dodai um and he's like okay i can blow myself up to stop them fucking maybe don't hayato good god and he's like cats i might be able to hear your voice oh but then fucking judai to the rescue judai i recorded you here earlier today judo to the rescue and he like dms him he's like hey hayato do not and he blows up one of the drysons and and hayato's like what was that for and why did you stop like, me um it's normal to stop a guy from trying to kill himself. And Hyde's like, oh, huh, got, got me there. Yeah, true. Um, and so there is, they, we come back to the bridge and they say that there's only about an hour left uh, before Oof. the colony makes contact. And they're like, okay, this will have to be our last pickup. One more to go. And like, they have to fucking go because they will be crushed by the colony if they don't. And Rakan is, like, starting to, like, he's he's basically heading over to the Outhumla because he's going to take them the fuck out. And Hayato is following him in the Dodai. And Judo wants to form the Double Zeta. And, like, Rakan is trying to stop them. But Hayato, like, you know, because they're, as when they form it, they can't fire back, obviously. And Rakan's about to shoot them. And then Hayato flies in and fires on Rakan. And he distracts them long enough for them to form the Double Zeta. But, oh. Then Rakan turns and uh, shoots Hayato. And I was like, Oh shit! No, now he's oh, now he's dead. Um, but then then after we see them form the double Zeta, we see that uh, oh he's not he's not dead. He's just falling. He's okay. He's not dead yet, or he's not dead. Um, and then <laughs> uh, a few seconds later, just a few fucking seconds later, he fucking blows up. He's like, like oh, oh no, now he is. They rule like, three to me. Cats, I hear your voice, and then he fucking dies, and it's just like. There's, like, no money left from fucking White Base. Like, okay, Ryu died. Hayato's dead. Bright's still alive. Mirai's alive. Frau's alive. Amuro, I guess a lot of people are still alive. But Ryu and Hayato are dead. And fucking Amuro and Char are MIA. I mean, we know Char's alive, but at this point we didn't know he was alive. Where the fuck? Where the fuck is Sayla? Oh my god! I want to know where Sayla is. <laughs> I want people to stop dying. Um, oh god. At this point... Judo is Judo's ape shit. Yeah, he's he's pissed. He's trying to catch Rakan. Um, and like Bright orders Judo back because they're running out of time. It's about to hit. And he's like, "No, I have to shoot down this motherfucker." And like he's chasing him. And uh, yeah, like he he's just going the fuck after him. And like we're we, we, I'm getting ahead of myself. Pull is like calling after Judo. Pull is like, "Please don't do this." And we see Camille running through Glasgow, and you know, sky's falling, sky's falling, sky's falling. I'm chicken little. Like, you know, if, if they cause any more grief and Judah's flying around trying to find Rakan and Rakan like pops out of the water and Rakan calls him mad for not running away. And Judah's like, anyone fighting a war is mad. And then it happens. Pass one another. And then right at that moment, the colony lands. There's an explosion. And then it's everything's like frozen and it's terrifying. It was I was just kind of like, is, I know this is terrible, but. They didn't really show it. I was just like, is that it? I I don't know. So it's like, it lands. And we see this, like, shockwave hit Dublin. But, like, the colony is, I don't, yeah, it's just kind of there. It just kind of sits down, like, boop. It didn't blow up. It didn't collapse. It's just there. I don't know. I don't know. I was like... I actually watched the episode, the end of episode uh, preview for next week. So I was like, what happened? But like, we only really see Pull 2 doing some bullshit in that. And like, you know, we do see Camille at the end of this episode. He's just like kind of collapses 
like on his knees on the dock because you know the grief hits him again and fucking poor guy i don't know though it's just not to say i expected the war crime to do more damage but like you know and like i'm sure that it is like going to do a lot of damage but they didn't show it that's for sure it's yeah i don't know it's just I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. Maybe I'll like watch the episodes earlier than I usually do because I like. I, I kind of oh, I'm absolutely happens, you know? going to. Yeah, maybe maybe at least the first one because like I want to see what fucking Paul Two is up to. You know, I don't know. Fucking good ass episodes this week though. Oh, even though yes. they hurted me, <laughs> that shit hurted. Oh uh, fuck! But you know, hey, that's Gundam. And as of now, Jake, we have twelve more episodes of the show. Four more episodes of the pod. Five more episodes of the pod if we count our wrap-up. Oh, that is true. That is true. And then, hey, you don't even get to take a break because we're going to do Shars Calendar Check after that. So, oh, fucking, oh, we're oh. getting there. Um, well, as usual, I was too fucking disheartened <laughs> to find a bit for the end of the episode. So, instead, we're going to do a little thought exercise, Jake. Okay. I like that. Uh, I don't know if you've been seeing one of the more recent Twitter memes. And, actually, I know for a fact that you've seen the one I posted earlier today. <laughs> because something's been going around called Dream Blunt Rotation. <laughs> And I feel really dumb for how long it took me to, like, make... To, to get it. To get it. Then, yeah, but... And then I was like, do, oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, it makes sense. Like, it just clicked. It's very fucking funny. Essentially, the whole thing boils down to what would be the funniest combination of four characters to smoke weed with? <laughs> and I tweeted out, I tweeted out my personal, like, four favorite UC Gundam characters so far. Well, I don't know. I, I might change it. So I tweeted out on the official show's Twitter... Rambo Rao, Jared Mesa, Yazan Gable, and Amon Karn. <laughs> Not my absolute four favorite characters of UC. I think that would probably be Jared. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I don't I don't want to name a double Zeta character yet because I haven't finished it yet. But as of if I'm just going double seven nine and Zeta, I'm gonna hit Rambo Rao, Jared, Yazan, and Oh fuck, it'd be really funny smoke with Baptist. Either way, okay, okay. My question to you, Jake, I want you to give me your Gundam, your Gundam, your Gundam blunt rotation. I, I, we're not necessarily going for the best experience, but the funniest experience. Like, what would be the fucking, for clout, the funniest four characters to get down with? Um, absolutely. Um, at least at this point of Double Zeta where we're at, um, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. like you said, we're not finished, so we don't know what they do or don't do in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got to get Mashmer in there. Oh, you got to get Mashmer in there, though. <laughs> and then... Oh, Ma- Ma- okay, no. Mashmer strikes me to be the kind of guy who's like acts like he's like, yes, I've smoked weed before. And he, like, gets in a fucking five-minute coughing fit and one small pull. <laughs> and that's and he's just fucking done. There's no experience, all pomp, all bombast. Nothing to back it up. Good. Mashmer, canonical correct choice. And then I feel like... He's gonna bring. He's gonna. He's gonna bring the blunt for us. Is Kai? Oh shit! Yeah, dude, Jake, you're getting it so good. Kai's like, yeah. I, I, when I gave the Pope a copy of Undertale, he gave me this cool blunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be Kai. It's gotta be Kai too. He fucking. He lights it with his fucking bullwhip somehow. Oh. I don't, I think I just like, it, I don't think, does he even have a bullwhip in the show? He has a pistol. I think I just really like, in my mind's eye, manifested him just being Indiana Jones. Hell yeah. 
But he, regardless, he lights the blunt with the bullwhip. Okay, very good. Wonderful, wonderful. Then, um, hmm. Who else? I gotta keep this energy. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. We gotta, we gotta get really fucking silly with it. Um, hmm. I mean, Karasoon. <laughs> okay, yeah. It would be very weird. I feel like getting Mashmer and Kara together would be a lot. No, okay, scratch Kara. We're bringing Gotten into the mix. <laughs> Mashmer made Gotten tag along. Gotten wanted to just sit at home and like watch some fucking Bachelor in Paradise or something. Gotten didn't want to be a part of this. But I feel like Gotten can have a good time when he just like starts ignoring Mashmer's right there. I feel like he he can cut loose, you know, you know. Yeah. And then uh here's a, here's kind of a weird pick, but like this uh this one just kind of popped out to me like, oh, you know what? Might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Astonage. That dude can be oh, kind of cool sometimes. Oh, I love that flavor. No, think about it, though. Astonage has seen so much. He's not like, you know, he's not like the, one of the main characters, but he's seen so much action. He's like, he's the kind of guy who's so fucking wise and you don't know it until you spend time with him. Because he's been the mechanic, like, on the Argama the entire time, like, through Zeta and Double Zeta. Oh, my God, yeah. Astonage is like... He fucking knows shit. He's the kind of guy that, like, old man to see Willie Nelson. He's got knowledge for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, very good. I think... Oh, I got... Okay, I got... I got a totally separate list for you. Okay. Uh, Just just off the dome, four totally separate characters that I think would be really cool to bring. Let's get... Let's get Kasval Ram Daikun in the mix. All right? Okay. Let's let's bring let's bring Edward Moss into the mix. How about how about we get Char Aznable there too? And I think for the fourth, let's invite Quattro Bagina as well. That sounds like a real good party. Just a re- really totally different people, totally different experiences. You know, just I mean, different names mainly. You know, people have different names. That means they're different people. Absolutely. Cool hair, cool muscles. One of them doesn't have sleeves, which is a fucking fun time. Always. <laughs> Can't wait till I'm like seen like every fucking Gundam series, so I can just like get the most like deranged mix from all the fucking series. Like bring in Orga Itsuka from Iron Blooded Orphans. That would be the fucking worst time imaginable. Oh my god. <laughs> Rambaral, but from Build Fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be Ramba Ralph from Double Seven Eye and then Ralph from Build Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think literally every character from G Gundam would be a fucking blast. Hell yeah. Just just like d- d- Master Asia's fucking yeah. See, I'm glad that we get to do the feel silly bullshit after the show to cheer us up after bad things happened. <laughs> I oh, think this is good. That was I a think good one. This is good for our spirits. Yeah, thank you, Twitter memes. Maybe next week we'll have another fucking fun Twitter meme. Or hopefully, I'll just be able to... Oh, maybe, you know what? I think maybe I'll do Pull 2's voice actor next week. Or Pull's voice actor next week, because I think, you know, now that Pull 2 is here, I feel like Pull's important enough. We can talk about her. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, as we're toning down... As we're tuning down... What's the fucking spooling down? I don't give it... I I have no clue. Where are you on the internet, Jake? I'm losing my mind. As we're... Cooling down. Cooling? Maybe... I, I genuinely do not know what the fuck I was trying to say, but, like, my my brain is turning into soup. Where can we find you on the internet, Jake? You can find me on the Twitter.com, at MrJakeyPoo. You can also find me on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. 
her for the first time and me revisiting them. You can also find me on Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast, where I am playing Seahawk from She-Ra. <laughs> and where can we find you, Max? I am on the internet at MaxiBajillion on Twitter. My other shows are Pod of Greed, the world's number one only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. We just talked about duels with a funny, sexy vampire lady. Ah, 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 it's Castlevania. Uh, that was actually with guest Gigalithic, who is the artist of acclaimed Switch detective open world mystery game Paradise Killer. Oh, shit. It was a fucking fun time. And my other show, that's on Twitter, Pod of Greed cast. And my other show is called... Slappers Only. I almost plugged this one that we're on. <laughs> SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter. Hear me and my friend Jordan talk about video game music. When this episode goes up, we will have recorded our episode on Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, a certified good video game. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. It'll oh. be... Yeah? Oh, I was going to say, I, I just remembered I had another thing to plug. I don't know if it's going to come out around the same time as this episode or you know, time's not real. I, I, I'm i not sure. Um but I'm about to guest on an episode of Standoff. A uh, oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh shit yeah! A JoJo's Bizarre Adventure bracket podcast where they are taking every stand in existence and putting it up against each other in a bracket. And uh, <sighs> so go check out that podcast. It's really freaking good. And I'm gonna very, be on it for an episode. Stuff. Oh, it's so exciting! I'm at, I'm gonna see if I can get Cat and Kingdom on a guest next season of GX because I know Kingdom is a Yu-Gi-Oh fan and I think Kingdom Hell talks yeah. more about GX than about Duel Monsters so oh but, that yeah. would be great oh that's exciting oh I'm excited to hear you Jake that's so good yeah oh and that means and you're gonna be in like the new round and I don't even know cause I'm caught up so like I don't at that point the hosts don't know what they're gonna do for the next round so I'm very excited to hear it oh I'm, I'm gonna be on the last episode of uh, round four I think okay alright oh this is gonna be so fucking good hell yeah hell yeah so um Okay, well, I believe it's my turn for Robot of the Week. I believe so. I had an alpha last week. Yeah, that's right. You, I, I, I refuse to say it until you ask me. It's, it's, it's simply <laughs> etiquette. So, Max, uh, uh-huh. what's our Robot of the Week? My Robot of the Week, Jake, is a, a, a big friend known as Gren Logon. Ooh, okay. Which is technically, technically two robots in one. And technically it's not a robot, it's a gunman. But either way, Gurren Lagon is a robot that is combined two robots, Gurren and Lagon. Gurren, I think, meaning face, which is the head, and Lagon is the big body, which also has a face on this chest. All the gunmen have faces like on their chest, which is kind of a cool thing. Um, so it's like a two-faced robot, and it's all drills. And Gurren Lagon is like my first favorite anime. I love that show dearly. It's a very, very fun mech show where it's like it's it's more of a shonen mech show, really. It's like beyond super robot because they do like the most batshit stuff with the robots but like just a really beautifully animated show it's it's by trigger so you know it's good check it out i like it a lot pretty sure it's on crunchyroll so it's a good time love and i love all the permutations of gurren logon super gurren logon or it it, it goes super gurren logon there's gal is it galat it's been a long time but uh it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more ridiculous and more amazing i think it goes galaxy gurren logon then Super Galaxy Gurren Lagon, then Tang and Topic Gurren Lagon, and then Super Tang and Topic Gurren Lagon. Anyway, it's a fucking good ass show. Drill to the heavens. Ten Mosque. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, we're closing it. As we always say, Jake, in the words of our ancestors, <gasps> war is bad. Wow. Cool drill that'll pierce the heavens. Ah, fuck yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs>